Hi, welcome to Podcasters. This is the unofficial Wrestlers After Show. We are the OVW Podcast crew. Um, I have the OVW, your OVW Podcast hosts here with me, starting directly to my right, Jackman Oates. Jackman, how you doing? Whoop, whoop. I'm doing all right. How's it going? Shout out to the Juggalos. Ooh, always shout out to the yeah. Juggalos. Shout out um, to the Juggalos. I, I wish I had some Fago right here. Further to my right is, uh, he watches Fox News a lot, is Brian Hans. How you doing, <laughs> sir? All right. How are you? I think I may have slandered his name there, but uh, that, Wait, that's... Wait, you do really? We have some things to talk about after this. Uh, Wait until not. you hear about... Never. This isn't the place for it. Never no, mind. this Never is mind. not the... We, we, we do have things to do. Never mind. So, uh, but it is good to uh, be with you guys and be actually be on this side of the mic, usually, even when I'm on the mic, because... I do find my way into episodes. You do. You've heard if you've been listening to our podcast, you have heard my voice before. Uh, but this is my first time. I've actually came over here properly, sat down, gonna gonna talk with y'all for the whole segment. And uh, we are on video. Uh, do you guys like the new uh, set dressing we came up with in, in celebration of podcasters? Look at this. Yeah, I think Isn't it's that great. lovely. It's a. This is our uh, 500 download plaque right here. Yes, that's our. Yes, YouTube. Well. Yeah, the podcast people, whoever they are, um, I don't know, iTunes sent it to us. It's lovely. Yeah. Um, sure. So how y'all been? I know it's been kind of a stressful our, is week. It, this is our blimpy, actually. Yes. This is our blimpy for 500 downloads. That's right. <laughs> so uh, how y'all been this week? I'm, been a stressful week so far? Been uh, a good week? Yeah, no. <laughs> Overwhelming response from, yeah. from the hosts this week. But uh, we it's are excited something. for we are excited for wrestlers. Uh, we're, we're, this is super exciting. I was watching it this morning. I mean, um, one of the great things about wrestling and all of the things that surround wrestling is that no matter what's going on in your life, we you and I could fill a podcast. I'm sure you could too. I'm sure if Malachi wanted to hop on mic, he could too. We could fill a podcast with all of the woes of the world. Sure. Oh, sure. One of the great things about wrestling is that you get that little bit of. A break. A break, yeah. And and then with something like uh, the wrestlers that we're covering this podcast, um, you know, it kind of extends that break a little bit more, even though this is decidedly much more real than a wrestling show is. Yeah, it's well, a break. Real from, is a relative term. It's a break from my reality, but it's a window into somebody else's. Mm-hmm. And uh, so w- we do want to say right here off the top that. Uh, Full spoilers ahead for wrestlers. Uh, This is episode one, Ohio Valley Wrestling. So if you have not watched Ohio Valley Wrestling, uh, episode one of Netflix's Wrestlers, go pause this. We will be here. We will we'll wait really patiently in your hard drive, baby. Uh, So go do that now. But we we do not. We are going to spoil everything that happened in this first episode. So make sure you have have actually finished it. Uh, so. I guess we will. Anything else you guys want to talk about? No. Any any wisdom before we get into this? No, you're gonna. I, how about I charge for wisdom? Eat, your, vitamin, how is your, eat your vitamins and say your prayers. Always good advice when talking wrestling. Any before we actually get into breaking down the episode, what's your all's general thoughts like in five words? What did you think of this first episode, Brian? What'd you think? Better than I expected. Interesting. You, Jackman? Uh, for me, in five words. That's four um, words. Is this real or not? Is this real or is, is this, this just re- fantasy? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was on my way to quoting Queen too. Uh-huh. So yeah. Well, and, we uh, will rock you. We will, and because uh, we are the champions. Yes, and I'll be your fat bottom girl throughout this whole season. <laughs> so we we will, and uh, so we will get into Ohio that really Valley Wrestling. The, the definition of that song for me. <laughs> it doesn't work. It does change the <laughs> dynamic of the podcast right here yeah. off the top. It um, certainly does. So we yeah. will get into all the action of episode one right after this. My name is Jacqueline Oaks. I'm the best there is, the best there ever has been, and the best there ever will be. And I'm Brian Hines, and whatever he said, only more. And I'm Tiny Brian. I don't have a thing. Uh, but we are back. And we are getting into episode one of Wrestlers. Uh, this and the whole series was produced or produced by Greg Whiteley, mm-hmm. um, who is the same gentleman behind 
I believe we've said this before, but behind Last Chance You and Cheer, and there he has mm-hmm. this theme of sports documentaries, I guess. And, like, off-the-beaten path sports documentaries. Yeah, I, I guess we're not doing the NFL here. We're, right, right. Maybe no. do the XFL. There's a, there's a, it's very easy to tell the stories of like the known knowns, the weekly television uh, athletes. It's very hard to provide nuance to stories of people who are trying to get to that level or may never see that level. And that's what Greg Whiteley and the team, his team does very well. So yeah, real pathos. That's the, like they, they, they dig in there and they find these, you know, so they made these people human and, and. So tell me, do you guys, are you big watchers of this sort of programming? Is this your sports documentaries besides wrestling? You know, have you watched Last Chance You? Have you watched Cheer? No, I'm not familiar with either of those shows. I, I've watched Last Chance You, have not watched Cheer. Um, I'm down for basically any documentary. You know, if, mm-hmm. it, if I can make it 15 minutes in and don't want to turn it off, I'm, I'm pretty much there for the entirety of the run. Excellent. So we open up in this episode um, with basically the the walk-ins. I think we started with uh, Hollywood, Haley J, then Cashflow, and it's a a Thursday afternoon. At the historic Davis Arena. Yeah, we know that the the Thursdays are show nights there in Louisville. We've been there a few times now. Always a good time. We certainly recommend it. And uh, so, yeah, they they start, they're all showing up and uh, they're prepping uh, my uh, my favorite part of uh, and they're while they're doing that they're kind of giving us the the rundown on on what you know what professional wrestling is and and kind of just walking through the 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 background my favorite I, I actually took a couple of of notes um, Al Al Snow the the I guess we should I guess everybody should know these characters if they should but we shouldn't assume that they should yeah Al Snow is the owner the There's dude in the about salt and pepper somebody told me. There, there, right. there was this phrase. I'm, I'm not entirely sure what happened with it, but yes. Um, so yeah, Al Snow is the 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 boss. He's the the co-owner, or he's the the he's the commissioner. Gordon, the commissioner of of the thing. How mm-hmm. would you describe him, Jack? When you're our, he's. I mean, he he's the booker. He's the pencil. He's the most important man in the entire company. He's the brains behind the operation. He's the Kermit the Frog, as he put it. Yes, yes and that is... The bar of his own phrase. Yeah. As, as a man who... And that was all over the trailer, that he runs the Muppet Show. I think that is a perfect analogy and for him. Can I tell you, that was my dream job growing up, was to, to, to be Kermit the Frog, and I thought the Muppet Show was the coolest thing in the world. And it was the coolest thing in the world just, if you grew up in the late 70s, early 80s. Which yeah, I, I was, did. I was there, and it sucked. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 1991. I was nowhere near that. So, yeah, Al, and a couple of my favorite things that happened is uh, uh, I think it was Ryan Von Rocket was putting on, like, body lotion with, with sparkles in it. Sure yeah. Tonight, yeah. By the way. Oh, look at that. Well, so, yeah. shout out to you, Ryan Von Rocket. Yeah. And uh, excellent job on the uh, national anthem on the pay-per-view, by the way. I was very impressed. Good job. Even if it was, like, really over the top, I think that was the point. Actually British. I, I don't think I, I, I thought I had assumed he was affecting a British accent when I had seen him in the week-to-week shows. But seeing him behind the scenes, I'm like, oh, that man is actually from somewhere in the United Kingdom. Oh, I, 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 I don't know, because before the Ryan Von Rocket character kind of took off, I don't really remember him talking uh, with with that affectation. I think I think he's uh, living the gimmick a little bit. Well, maybe oh, we could wow. have him on the show and he could talk about it sometime. That would be great. Hey, yeah. Ryan Howe, Ryan Von Rocket, you let are, us know. You are formally welcomed on this on the into the microphones and studios of the OVW podcast. You've been sliding in a lot of things recently. Sliding to our DMs. Absolutely, you can find us at OVW Podcast everywhere media is social, and currently at the Nut House. <laughs> we are currently literally at the Nut House. And mm-hmm. it's, well, for you, for you, Ryan Von Rocket, it's exactly what you think it is. So. <laughs> um, I don't know what you just said, little kid, but I believe you. <laughs> so, yeah, we see people getting into tights and, and girls talking about whether or not the tights 
show off their um, goods. Um, their Not goods. for free. Goods baby. and Not services. For free. Not for free. Not for free. <laughs> we we have a strict you have to pay to play policy. That's a great line. Here. What a great line. It really. It <laughs> yeah. It's all hilarious. And yeah, they're they're all getting ready. And like an Al and uh, David Shoemaker from The Ringer who they interviewed for this documentary. They're both kind of talking about the history of wrestling. Um, we get a, a, a quick nod to the Gold Dust Trio, who are our first known people to stage matches. A, cu- a couple of things, if I could. Being, sure. I'll be a stickler here. I think that David Shoemaker has um, roots in Kentucky. Uh he has a really, really great book that's kind of like a history of American professional wrestling through the through the stories of dead wrestlers. Wish I could remember the name of it, but he opens up in that book talking about um, seeing his first live wrestling show in Louisville. I want to say it's either in Louisville Rep Arena. It's been several years since I've read that book, but he has roots somewhere in Kentucky, and with a name like Shoemaker, of course, he's from Kentucky. Uh, the second sure. thing is, I do kind of want to. I would, I would be remiss to say that organized matches, predetermined matches, were probably happening a long time before the Gold Dust Trio. The Gold Dust Trio worked in uh, what would become the WWF and then the WWE. So, when you're talking about like the history of wrestling um, and like North American wrestling, especially, you you are kind of always seeing it through the lens of the WWE. And so the WWE is very quick to point out like, oh, these guys were the first guys to kind of come up with predetermined matches. In all honesty, predetermined matches in quote-unquote professional wrestling had probably started happening as early as the pyramids. Forever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, well, and that's like, there's there's hieroglyphs that literally would suggest that professional wrestling matches were happening as far back as the time of the pharaohs did it show people uh taking money to take a dive did we no. s- do we see no. people like with their hands over their heads doing the, the diamond, diamond cutter yeah, doing the diamond cutter the, uh, the the big um the big or quote that from, number the dx the big quote from uh that is or from the hieroglyphs when it comes to wrestling is i will make you fall to your knees it at the uh, feet of the pharaoh Oh, wow. wow. So, like, the trash talk is there and, like, the pageantry is there. I bet if they look hard enough, uh, one of the hieroglyphs says that wrestling is real and people are fake. Um, one of them actually says you can't see me. <laughs> but, but we can't we can't find it I d- for I just, obvious reasons. Yeah, I just sure. would be I would be kind of uh, not doing my due diligence as, like, the wrestler nerd nitpicker here for saying that, like, the Gold Dust Trio invented predetermined matches because, in all honesty, predetermined matches were probably happening for thousands of years prior to the Gold Dust Trio, which came to prominence in, like, the 1930s. But I, I do love the name the Gold Dust Trio, and I couldn't help thinking of... Really? <sighs> oh, yeah. It's weird that that's the first thing that you came up with. I guess not, since this is a wrestling program, but the first thing that popped into my mind was Gold Dust Woman by Fleetwood Mac. True, but, I mean, it's wrestling. I think of Gold Dust. I so, think of... For those of you not watching on video, I brought my hand slowly up my chest as I was inhaling a, a creepy breath as uh, to, to illustrate gold dust. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, the uh, um, David Schumacher's book is called The Square, the Squared Circle, Life, Death, and Professional Wrestling. Yes, so. and it's, it is a seriously, like, like, one of the best wrestling books out there. One of my all-time favorite wrestling books. And we love an intellectual take on wrestling around here, so. Mm-hmm. Sure. And David Schumacher's, uh, Shoemaker's podcast is also great, the Mass Man podcast. He's, he's a great, uh, really, really good addition to this uh, Netflix series, to this documentary. He's one of the like smartest people in wrestling, um, covering wrestling, at least. So, great I, do have a, I do have a, a couple of quotes from this opening segment that I want to, to, to just kind of raise your attention to. First, I really love this one from Al Snow. It's a little long, but I really enjoy it. He says... To work an audience is to make someone believe to the point that you can control directly when they stand up, when they sit down, when they cheer, when they boo, when they cry. There's nothing else like it. And uh, that's that's fascinating to me, that, that, that thought of how wrestling works. Oh, sure, yeah. And he's 100% right on that. If you go to a live event, um, that's exactly how it is, and that's one of my favorite reasons for for going to live events for joining in that moment yeah Yeah, i love to get in that's why the dude did the kill at at davis arena so great because he kind of helped get everybody oh joe joe cooley yeah Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, and I, okay. I, he had, I, we know his name. I didn't know that. Oh, shout sure. out to Joy, Joe Cooley. I've, oh, yeah. Uh, he was my favorite guy there. I've personally spent more time crying at a ringside, you know, at a wrestling event than than uh, I would like to admit. So there is definitely something to be said about um, when a performer has you in the palm of their hand. And circling back on the notion of, uh, uh, from the Gold Dust Trio and the stage things, David said at one point, wrestling fans, it's not just that they're forgiving, they're in on it. Mm-hmm. And, and I love yeah. that it brings us all in and kind of gives us that that feeling of being part of something together, being kind of in it together, if, if that makes sense. The, the first ever book kind of written about uh, wrestling in, in America, North America being fixed, came out in 1919. As wrestling fans, we've known on a huge level for over 100 years that this thing is not what it portrays itself to be, but that is what we like about it it's what draws us in that's what kind of connects all of us as wrestling fans is we're watching a story we're not i don't there's plenty of places to see a fight i want to watch a story oh yeah it's it's great and it's one of the things that uh i've loved since i was you know uh, a wee lad back in the day of the 80s yeah, it's pretty great. So uh, we we end up with uh, Holly Hollywood Haley J laying on the tur- laying on the the mat. That's where our main title comes in. I noticed like usually Netflix has these downright indulgent titles. They're like two minutes of I expected like two minutes of like oil pouring over a, a turn a turnbuckle and but no, just wrestlers and then we're on with it and. Uh, they the first image past that was a, a pretty famous image of I think it was Andre and Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, from WrestleMania yeah. three. That's yeah. probably one of the, if not the biggest match in WWE history or professional wrestling history. I, yes. There are others that are big, but arguably that is among the biggest, literally and, and that, figuratively. That was the moment when uh, Andre put Hulk over, right? right. Yeah, and n- nobody knew what was going to happen until. They got to the match. Like Hulk Hogan was nervous the whole entire time because Andre just said, "I'll take care of it." And yeah. kind of and back to the the uh, WWF loving to like write history in their timeline. Uh, that's kind of known widely as the first time that Andre was ever body slammed. But I think that there were actually three people who body slammed him prior to Hogan doing it that night. In One the of ring, Harley Race. In the ring, yes. Yeah. Um, Although so, off the record, other people did too. I went to see Jake the Snake stand up uh, a couple years ago, and he said that um, it wasn't in a match or anything. But he, did oh, I thought it was like in house shows, like a show that, like a non-televised kind of situation. Uh, I can't remember what he said during the stand up. He d- he did say that he did slam Andre once. I know. So that, take that with a grain of salt. There were a lot of stories that night. I know Harley Race did, and I want to say Anoki did as well in Japan in the seventies, but I might be wrong about that. But I know for a fact Harley Race was one of them. Yeah, in WWE canon, that was the first and only time anybody had ever slammed yes. Andre, even though that may or may not have been true. Sorry, I'm nit- I'm nitpicking tonight, guys. I'm nitpicking tonight. No, we're here to pick the nits. That's what this whole podcast yeah. is about. So you can have my nits. Um, no, thank no, thank you. you. We're, we'll, 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 we'll keep Jinx all of our nits to ourselves. Yep. Got him. So yeah, they open up with uh, some 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 familiar images of of WWF, uh, mm-hmm. WWE. Uh, I just that, saw worked that Logan Paul in there quick. Didn't they? they sure. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just one quick blink and you'll miss Not it. Not really fitting for the rest of this, being that everything else is like so uh, storied and yeah. and stuff. It's, and uh, yeah, it's, and they quickly cut to oh look at that. So I love the one moment where they go back to 1993. And they've got the Ohio Valley wrestling with the American flag and the eagle, and it's just, it's just lovely. Yeah, it's very just like post-territory wrestling too. Is just like we know who we're trying to appeal to directly, so let's just everything these people like: eagles, patriotism, big baby faces, uh, yeah. sh- you know, shaved, shaved, oily guys. You know, like we're just gonna give them everything they want because that's kind of the only uh, resource they had to stay in business. Well, yeah, and, you know, they, as they mentioned during the show, you know, in the 80s, wrestling was about international politics, mm-hmm. and then it became about labor relations. Yeah. And then it, be- I mean, 
So then it really became about like invasion and and I don't know what what's well, like, the what's the societal issue of that the NWO and then the WCW invading WWE like I think that I think that maybe necessary this is a little bit of off topic here but I don't think necessarily looking at it as like addressing societal issues as much as you're addressing what's happening in the zeitgeist at right. a certain time. So when you have Hulk Hogan, you know, you know, just red-blooded American, you're at the height of Reagan, and he's knocking out all these foreigners because you're at the height of the Cold War. Right. And then when the late 90s roll around, mid-90s, late 90s roll around with the NWO and with Stone Cold Steve Austin, it's just kind of this... <sighs> I want to say, like, childish take on kind of, like, anti-authoritarianism. Um, yeah. where Where, like, kind of, like, it was the height of being, like, a straight white guy and thinking that you, that society owed you something because you were a straight white guy and things weren't perfect for you. And that's kind of what the NWO was. It's definitely what Stone Cold Steve Austin was. Like, not to, like, take away from either of those runs, but, like, that's what was connecting with wrestling fans at that time. I mean, it's that's why Lint Biscuit was popular at that time. That's why Corn was popular at that time. Is it's all about just like my my life isn't as good as my parents' life was, but I'm still a straight white guy and I still have all of these things that are afforded to me. So but give me mine. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, I think that it's just every once in a while wrestling touches on a zeitgeist. Um, it doesn't always address an, like a societal issue. It just sometimes. A lot of the time it's after, it's post-Zeitgeist, and sometimes it's right on it, and that's what the Attitude Era was, that's what the, like, Hogamania was, was just, or Hulkamania was, was, it was just right place, right time. I kind of felt like uh, Stone, the Stone Cold Era was more, had a more of a, a Johnny Paycheck kind of flavor to it. This, kind uh, of a take, take this job and take, shove it exactly, to the floor. Exactly, yeah. And take then Take this job of it and... Um, and pin it one two three give it a stunner give it the middle finger chug mm-hmm. a couple beers one two three we're done and then uh i kind of felt like the nwo to borrow another uh queen phrase i want it all and i want it now they came from the wwe and went straight to wcw and pretty well waged war without them even mm-hmm. most of the people backstage and some of the people i mean everybody watching without their knowledge so, getting back to the actual first episode, as, as much I enjoy these asides with you guys, but can we talk about the fact that this this program has had, or this wrestling promotion has had a TV program on since the 90s? That's pretty 1, amazing. 1,200, almost 1,300 episodes now? Very impressive. Yeah, I want to say 1,258 as Yeah, of I mean, this, we put it uh, in every one of our regular episodes. Yeah, yeah sure do. And, uh, you know, and what I was not aware was that they are the only other promotion that has a tv show good to them aew wwe and them and that's the list well a live broadcast television show. right yes um i guess ring of honor has something roh uh impact impact um mlw there's a there's a lot of and i mean even even like there's there's several ovws Throughout the nation, OVW is kind of the biggest OVW, you know. Right, that was the point where when, yeah, when WWF closed up their, or WWE closed up their developmental league, all all of them except OVW just faded. Basically, yeah. And there's no, like, there's other televised wrestling throughout the nation, but to have live broadcast wrestling at the level of, like, just a regional or, like, citywide level or statewide level is unheard of. It's like actually insane that they that they have the capacity for it and that they pulled it off for as long as they have. It really is, and uh, you know, I had I've known about OVW most of my adult life. Uh, I remember in two thousand hearing about it that it was right there in Louisville. It was on TV here, and I lived in Lexington at the time, so I would see it sometimes on TV. But to to realize how much longevity this has had, and and uh, Apparently, mostly hanging on by the skin of its teeth once WWF left or WWE. Yeah. I don't know why I'm using the mid '90s nomenclature. I think it's because yeah. they showed me Hulk Hogan earlier. Could be, but could be uh, a lot of reasons. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, so uh, they the the thing then takes some time and sets up all the wrestlers after we've met Al and we've talked about 
wrestling kind of generally and this the promotion specifically. We set up all the wrestlers and they start with the baby faces and they list the baby faces as Shira, Cash Flow, Reverend Ronnie, and Layla Gray. Uh, and knowing if you keep up with our weekly podcast, knowing how some of these characters have uh, have turned out, it's kind of ironic looking back a year and seeing yeah. that this is our group of. I was going to say our baby faces are now just Cash Flow, right? I think everybody uh, else is a little much, bit Ely. Pretty much, yeah. Um, pretty, yeah. I mean, yeah, out of this list for sure. So can we talk about the notion, and they mentioned this when they were setting up the heels, which we'll get to in a second. They mentioned the heels lead the dance. Are the heels really kind of setting the tone for matches? And, and in, in tradition, the heel would be the person that is calling the match. Um, that's kind of, the heel is supposed to be the more experienced more often than not, at least like definitely. It's kind of changed now, like just with, guys on tv or or what have you but in like classic like territory and definitely like the way that uh ovw is booked your heels are going to be your more experienced people and they're going to be the ones that are calling the match that's fascinating and they so in this one we have uh amon who says if you don't get booed the baby face doesn't get cheered and the story means nothing so and i thought Mm -hmm. wow that's that's words to live by there absolutely uh, then we had Freya the Slayer, Slayer, sorry, the Mr. Spectacular, Eric Darkstorm, Amazing Marie, and finally Hollywood Haley J. And yeah, most of those most of those heels are kind of baby faces now. Yeah, and that's just the the nature of the business itself. You know, you go and uh, see live wrestling, and you're cheering for you know somebody who wins a match over you know tremendous odds one week and then you go back and you see him a few weeks later and that person has just gotten a complete and total personality change and uh, it's just you know human nature really i don't know sometimes it feels like um like it gives everybody a chance for redemption like if if, if you're That's hated point, yeah if you're hated really everybody hates you one thing can happen and all of a sudden you're being cheered for and so that, and I find that to be comforting, and I like that's one of the things I really like about wrestling. Someday we'll talk about my first wrestling experience. Both of you have another episode. Someday we'll get to mine. Sure. Well, this is something that OVW just does such a great job with as well is just like making the connection with their fans that you can go from heel to baby, heel to baby, over and over and over again, and people are still going to kind of. They're going to remember where you came from. They're going to realize your motivations whenever that change happens. And it really does just speak to the dedication of, of the fans of OVW um, that they've had these characters on the roster for so long and they're able to switch back and forth with kind of... They can just the keep using them. Yeah. And, and, and everybody's just cool with it. Just yeah. a, a good uh, company of performers, really. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the fact that... so? I, I, and there he is on screen right now, Mr. Spectacular himself. Can we talk about the fact that Jesse Goddard apparently actually never gets off that damn Segway scooter? The I I don't know what episode it was in, so I'm it's not. It's one going in the to, future. It, it, I know the the line you're talking about though. What? Where he's like, I, "No, I have to conserve no. my energy." He yeah, says, that was I, one I, of my favorite lines. That was <laughs> one. That was one of my favorite lines too. But that wasn't what I was referring to. I was referring to they, he was outdoors doing some outdoor chores and was he scooting i may have missed this uh yeah oh my god we'll cover that in we future will cover episode, that in future episodes right but, but yeah i just wanted to take a moment and say <laughs> holy crap that guy is completely committed to that stupid bit and i really want to ride the scooter jesse goddard if you're listening to this i want a turn on the scooter and I do not want to turn on the scooter. I'm oh, old probably, and I will break a hip. I will probably break a hip too, but I will break the scooter on the way, and that would be hilarious. That's This, this kind of takes me back to my five-word synopsis too. Is just like I respect the hell out of it. It's not not a negative thing by any stretch of the imagination, and I've been like very pleased with what I've seen so far uh, in wrestlers. But there are certain things where I just can't help but think these guys can't help but work. 
they're all they're always in their mm-hmm. own t-shirts. Jesse's always on the scooter. Yeah. Like I yeah. think I think that I think that some of the wrestlers, uh, the characters of the wrestlers or the characters they're portraying are having just as much fun kind of towing the line between Being those people. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 and I I enjoy that as a wrestling fan, but I wonder maybe as a non-wrestling fan how some other people would would view that or if they would even know like it, to think oh. oh that they're that they're working you so know, like, we both so we all three know that i'm the you know i like wrestling you guys to various degrees love wrestling um to a to a greater extent than i do sure i don't like wrestling very much oh well let's, let's just isolate <laughs> that for a sound clip but uh i don't know where i was going with that uh, oh, but but yeah, I love it. Like the idea of them, like watching them, kind of be their their thing and can't kind of can't break away from it. Like mm-hmm. it just makes me happy. I'm like, oh, that's that's delightful. It seemed like every almost everybody in the show um, was wearing their own shirt, like their own merch. At seems some like they point, would, seems like they would all kind of get together and go, okay, I'm going to wear your shirt. You wear my shirt. He wears their shirt, and he wears their shirt. They should all kind of be wearing one another's shirt. Support one another. I think, know, I think the only people, as we'll find out, that are wearing each other's shirts are Darkstorm and Holly Daily J. Because as <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, it's already clear to, in this first just episode. To, just to put that one out there. Yeah, they're, they're wearing each other's shirts, so to speak. Yeah, so to speak. Biblically. They're getting to know each other biblically. Also, can we talk about that... Uh, uh, the, the what's the demon guy Manon Amon Amon like they show Amon and he looks like he should be working at a blockbuster video except those don't exist anymore like that guy does not look and uh, and when you see him in character and I've seen him in character before he's startling and a little scary yeah, yeah. but when he's yeah. like if I don't get somebody to if I don't get them to boo at me no one will cheer for I'm like easy dude <laughs> I'll rewind the tape I promise he kind of has this vibe like, if I don't get my stapler back, I'm going to burn the building burn down. Burn the building down, absolutely. <laughs> I saw a match with uh, the Reverend and Amon once, and the Reverend kind of took a hit that was a lot harder than he had anticipated. And there was a minute where I was concerned about his safety, like legitimately concerned about his safety. And But we were around kind of a rough crowd, and I said... Oh no! It's the first match of the night, and I said, "Oh no! If this demon from hell beats the Reverend in the first match, this is of the all night, gonna go I off. Think that, I think we might need to just get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this this could be downhill. Yeah, this from might here. be downhill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's still real to these folks around here. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. Not trying to stick around. Yeah. So we, we're we're now at about halfway through this episode. You know, we've we've introduced OVW. It's history. We've talked about Al Snow. We we kind of glossed over it, but Al is a, a storied professional, and what does everybody mm-hmm. want? It's head. Um, so you know, there, there's all of that. Yeah, he ain't lying. Yeah, and they introduce no, not at all. They introduce the 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 baby faces and the heels, and I feel like they very specifically, having done that, having set up, you know, here's the the pretend good guys and the pretend good b- bad guys. No, all these guys are good guys, and here's a real bad guy. By the name of Matthew Harper Jones. Yeah. Um, In fact, I have it bold here on the top of, of our note on this page where we start a new page. Math, Matt enters. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I, uh, I'm a KSR guy. Have As been am I. For a long time. Yeah, I've he, been. He did not look good in this at all well they, <laughs> yeah they uh <laughs> like they the definitely portrayed thing. him as the 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 boss and the the I, honestly i'm surprised he hasn't come in like a, a vince mcmahon style 90s like terrible boss i guess he won't take the bumps well uh, he he could never fill out one of those suits <laughs> that well no no one can that is <laughs> Vince McMahon had to have special surgery to fill those suits out the way he does. I still don't understand how he walks the way he does, but that's a whole other question. With a whole lot of pride. With a whole lot of pride. I do love that. So uh, if you missed it from the show, uh, Matt, and I, I assume I assume that there's going to be some people who are listening who have just found this through Netflix, who have mm-hmm. no idea what Kentucky Sports Radio and is. And welcome. Or, welcome. Or welcome. where even Kentucky is in general. Well, they know Kentucky because we have fried chicken. Well, we might. Yeah, that might be true, but and, can uh, you find it on a map? And we have uh, several 
um, rare character bourbons too. Uh, yeah, there's bourbon. We have bourbon. We have horses. We have fried chicken. Yeah, if you're watching, we are on YouTube, and you can see there are some. Uh, note our bourbons. They are not a sponsor. They've given us nothing. We just wanted to hide the ugly bits of the table. Uh, but yeah, so um, let's talk a little bit about. There he is. There's Matt himself on the screen. We kind of got it running in front of us, but let's talk a little bit about Kentucky Sports Radio and what it what it's what it means to this state. It's hard to deny the impact. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize it was as big a thing as yeah, it you're is. A Buckeye, I mean, so. I'm I'm from Ohio, so I I haven't been in Lexington for very long, but I have lived in Kentucky for se- for several years off and on, uh, going back to the mid '90s and you know to present um mm-hmm. but never really around lexington much i had no idea it was that big a thing i mean if you're in kentucky um you know that uk anything is a big deal yeah the university of kentucky are specifically our basketball program is i mean if you've not heard of us then then, then you should where learn. you been baby where you been come welcome As c-a-t-s Cats, 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 cats. As an outsider, there are three things that I don't talk about on general principle. That's politics, religion, and UK sports. Because I'm probably going to end up pissing somebody off along we'll, the line. We'll try to be nice. So it, Matt and, is, and there's really not that big of a difference between politics, religion, and UK sports. So not, in, not in this Commonwealth. Yeah. <laughs> not in this Commonwealth. Well. Um, yeah. So would you say calibrated for the state of Kentucky? Yes. Is Matt Jones the biggest celebrity in the state? Yes. Is Besides it even Colonel close? Sanders? Colonel Sanders is dead. But he's still a celebrity. He is. Uh, well, yeah, but every every actor in Hollywood played him a few years ago. So True. let's let's narrow it down to living people. In <laughs> okay. in terms of what KSR really is, is it's it is this thing that is run by fans for fans, and when you tune into it. As a fan of UK, they're saying the things that are kind of off limits for like traditional media, traditional like basketball or football. Well, and that was the, that was their whole stick for and a few years yeah, until that, they kind of became traditional media. But even now, they're still um, muckrakers, you know. Oh, well, <laughs> like, yeah, because it's fun to muck, rake muck. Yeah. They are but on, so they're on every day. They're it's on. if your friends had a radio show and you tuned mm-hmm. into it is essentially what it is. And it's so much more than just Kentucky sports. I mean, that is the first two letter, the first two words of the title. But you get a lot about just Kentucky in general. You, mm-hmm. you, you can learn, you know, you're not just learning about who's making the best free throws. Yeah. You know, the, this is kind of where the whole state comes together. This is where... Uh, you know where where we all it's kind a, it's of it's a cultural touchstone in, in for the whole in state. Kentucky. Yeah, five days a week from ten a.m. to noon. You know, co- uh, coast to coast, all the way from Pot County to Paducah, and then on whatever podcasting app, and then you podcasting, use, yeah, the same podcasting app that you can use to find our podcast, the one you're listening to the right OVW now. OVW podcast, the OVW download. podcast, give us five stars, whatever word. So yeah, Matt. It, so it's hard just to uh, if you're having trouble envisioning how popular Matt Jones really is. He bought this with the mayor of Greenberg, with the mayor of Louisville, Craig Greenberg. Craig Greenberg, and Greenberg is the second banana. He's you know he's not even he's not in this as much as Matt. Mm-hmm. He's certainly not the focus of this like Matt. And you know Matt has one of those personalities of you know i'm going to go and get things done and then he does you know he was a lawyer and he built this website just kind of yelling about kentucky and turned it into a radio show by sheer force of will so the the presence of matt is is hard to overstate in this but uh yeah you could not tell the current story of ovw without mentioning matt jones and i've i've been somewhat uh vocal about like not wanting this to be in our week-to-week thing, a Matt Jones thing. but The Matt Jones podcast. But yeah. whenever we're watching this, he is a focal point. It's impossible yes. not to talk about him. As I said, they, they, they held off and he entered like the villain, yeah. you know, and uh, they, they managed to, and and I'm hoping by the end that, you know, well, as, as you always hope with these sorts of things, that they kind of come together and, and, you know, they sing a little kumbaya by the seventh episode. But uh, Well, and we know having lived here, 
what has happened since this has ended taping. But for someone maybe not in Kentucky or not affiliated mm-hmm. with, you know, a listener of KSR, you have no idea. You know, they do a great job of painting this picture of of this is very dire. This is a very dire situation. Well, yeah. OW. We know, fortunately, that OVW is probably doing the best yes. that it has. In Spoiler alert: years. they're they're doing they they did okay out of this. Gosh, that's a big bottle. Of that water. is a large bottle of water. It's just hard to miss. So yeah, I love that Craig also has his name on his shirt. That that's always great. Walking around that out there. That's a very Laverne DeFazio move. It really him. is. Well, I mean, all the wrestlers also have all their names on. Well, yeah, that, that okay, true. that's fair. Yeah. And I do love that one by one with like fitting in. Yeah, Al's wife and Holly and, and Haley. One by one, everybody's like, "Oh, well, I just don't like that Matt Jones guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about." This and is, they're not. They're meaner than that. But I'm not going to be. This is one of the things that I was looking forward to the most. Like, um, wrestling is a very, very, very interesting world, and I have next to no experience on the you know other side of it, but. Having someone like Matt Jones, who is, like we said, kind of the biggest celebrity in the state, come in and tell these people he's never taken a fucking bump in his life. Right. That is that is said more than once. Essentially, the only thing he's done is write a check. And then he's going to come in and tell these guys how to do what they're supposed to do. It's this is what I've been looking forward to. Is like I want to see I want to see it in real time, like how outside money and outside ideas really do affect the industry and really do affect a promotion. Like and that's and what I'm looking forward to the most. I love that. So Eric Darkstorm, when he's talking about Matt Jones, as long as we're in this moment, they film him in his in his car, like in his 1992 Tercel. It's just, like a Corolla or something. Yeah, it's 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 it, just hanging out of it. Like, hey man, are they are they trying to imply that he's a scrub? Is he just hanging out the side of his? Apparently, it was ride? his car. Oh. And he is dating yeah, Haley J. So. No. To be a scrub, you're in your friend's car. So yeah, he, you got to have the side of your best me. friend. He's right. not a scrub because we don't want no scrubs. No, no. we no. have a scrub free policy here Good. on the OVW podcast. Um, so Except I, for and, you, Malachi. Well, he's, yeah, our, he's not he, even paying any attention. He doesn't even have vocal cords. Oh, there he is. Wow. <laughs> Voice from the nether. Producer Malachi. Look at that. I so do need I, to give Matt Jones credit, though. Those are that's a nice pair of kicks. Oh, that is the thing, Matt. Some, oh, I can't some purple how, shoes. I can't imagine how long he decided. Uh, how long it took him yeah, to how long that, it took him those to purple to shoes? Choose the purple ones. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think he thought about it too much. I mean, he has uh, he has all like nice shoes. He talks about them on the yeah. show. Well, I'm he, a daily listener of KSR, so if he thought about it more, he would have wore a shirt that matched. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love his heart, and I do, but the man is not fashion forward. Just for frame of reference, I'm wearing uh, Dragon Ball Z sleep pants right now. So you I, certainly I have, are. I have no room I, to I comment. I hadn't noticed that, but yeah, I have no room correct. to comment on other people's uh, fashion choices. Yeah, and I'm wearing sleep pants that are a solid color rather than being uh, anime themed, but you know, we're in pretty much the same boat. But uh, my, my favorite story out of that opening bit with, with everybody, like, rolling their eyes at Matt was uh, Eric Darkstorm being like, hey, I cussed him out, and he said he's going to fire me, and we went to Al, and guess what? I'm I didn't get fired. fired. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, thanks. Good job, Eric. He says it kind of like um, like a kid who got away with something. Too. Yeah. Like, he's very, like, it's precocious. Like, <laughs> it's like Stone Cold Steve Austin if Stone Cold's big thing had been stealing candy from, from the from the dollar store. Yeah, yeah, if he liked strawberry milk instead of beer. Yeah, it's like, wouldn't that just be Kurt Angle? I'm sorry. Yeah, kind of. It's like, I stole this Snicker bar, and that's the bottom line, because Eric Darkstorm says so. I, I, I told my mom I was running away from home with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> so we get both sides, yeah. yes. Uh, so let's see. Oh, then we kind of break out, and you know, there's the the setup here. We're going to do a, a, a summer tour with a bunch of house shows. That is the the term for it, right? When you're not really televising, yes. when you're just kind of going places. So they're going they're going to every county fair, and this was last summer from our point of view. I remember I went. Some of us went to a couple of these shows. I think we, we'll actually have our first. OVW per, OVW podcast personality spotting in the very next Ooh. episode. Yeah. It is funny to see Danny Moe in this too because I think that her, Yeah, she's not in the mall. she's not in it now, is she? She uh she left 
I don't want to uh, spread rumor and innuendo, but my understanding is that her and her partner, um, if I could remember his name, the Neon Ninja. Oh, Lord. If I could remember. Wow, they would name. be contrasting because that woman looks like Elsa from Frozen. Uh, they look good. They, they're a cute couple. Um, uh, but they uh, they left OVW under some. They were very not. They were not very happy and took it to social media when they left OVW. Oh, so lovely! It is funny to see her in this in this moment. Yeah, because this is probably the most exposure she's ever going to get. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Oops! Sorry. Sorry. I've been. I listened back to last week's podcast uh, or last episode we uploaded. I've been in a bad mood the past few days. I don't know why. I'm being like this i need to do what hollywood Haley j is doing and uh, yeah apparently a little bit yeah we, we we did get the scoop here in this first episode that hollywood Haley j smokes weed a lot of it uh, apparently a lot of it i just we just it's on in front of us right now and it's she's, uh, she's epilepsy hitting it right speak. that's what she says yeah so. since going back to when she was 15, 15 yeah, yeah so i mean i doubt she's actually being uh prescribed that so, but uh, she is apparently with, we've talked about Reverend Ronnie a couple times, mm-hmm. and she he is apparently her personal trainer, and uh, we, we see that oh, in a is. nice scene with Zayden, which is apparently her son's name. Her son, yeah. Since they said it on the show, I guess we're okay to say it here. They did put a Chiron up and said the kid's name, so. Well, and it, she really is kind of, it, it, she really is kind of like a cute mom, like, it, mm-hmm. it, it to watch her and her son like it, this was very, one of the this is an yeah. endearing part of the yeah, show like yeah. it really she is kind of uh, and I think almost intentionally a little obnoxious um, well yeah in, in her her like interviews on on the show so far but um, she really the the bits with her son are just like really adorable yeah she's basically a year older than Malachi pretty sure she was born in like two thousand so yeah I want to say she's twenty three so yeah Malachi Caller. I mean, sorry. I don't know. She's done. She date a wrestler. I don't know that we need to have that heat. Oh yeah, sorry, no. Yeah. Malachi, right. don't call her. you. Won't you? Don't stand a chance against that guy. Yeah, not against Eric. I mean, no. certainly not in the ring, but uh, or outside of it, the Malachi don't call her. Yeah. So my Malachi. favorite thing she does in this this sequence <laughs> is, you know, she's playing around with her kid. She's playing around with the kid, and it's all all adorable. But then she's in there by herself, and she basically kind of goes through. She looks like she's taking a bunch of hits, but it's just her in the ring. Like she's yeah, fighting yeah. the Invisible Man. I, I really, I that's I, I, I noticed forgotten that too. until you mentioned it. That was a really, really great thing. I mean, it just looked. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, she could have sold that as I'm fighting somebody you can't see. I think we're about to see. It yeah, here it's in coming a up here, and by coincidental, yeah, in our as our video is playing no, here. That was a really fascinating, and I mean, I I thought I had seen almost like everything there was to watch in terms of wrestling. I don't know that I've ever seen somebody a Claude Rains do, match. Yeah, do, yeah. Do, I've seen um, uh, like the the sex doll match in Japan. Uh, if you've never seen, uh, I have not a dramatic uh, dream team wrestling open weight challenge match before. I can send you one. Wow, later. that's that was a mouthful <laughs> of stipulation. Yeah, yeah, those are a bunch of words uh, just kind of put was, together. That do you have some dressing for that word salad. It's uh, I'll I'll send I'll put it in the group chat. You guys got to see this this match. See here it is but, here it is here she yeah. goes. She but falls herself down. Now look, a, this she, is on a different level than that. Even I mean, she looks possessed. That's exactly what I was thinking. Look at her begging nobody. And now she's kicking and swinging and... Yeah, this is one of the more fascinating things from episode one, for sure. Just getting to sit and watch watch her flip and flop for every, uh, for nobody is... is uh, yeah, it just kind of shows the level of skill that is yeah. involved here, mm-hmm. and it's kind of crazy. So let's go through some other things real quickly, because we kind of get a little bit more time with our, our performers here. You know, we do spend time with Reverend Ronnie and, and Haley here at the, uh, what is this place called again? I got it in my notes here somewhere. The Arena Wrestling Gym. I wonder if that's in Louisville or where that is. But it's on the other side of the river. Probably. I want to say that she is central out of Indiana, but I might be wrong about that. So then we get we, we move on to cash flow and uh, his tanning routine, which was in the part. trailer. Cash yeah, just tiny little butt. Top tash, cash flow's amazing, considering how you Big know, guy bulky, with a tiny butt. Big dude, tiny butt. The Hank Hill, if you will. And then we then we cut to Jesse Goddard actually tanning, which I found to be a fun contrast. Of uh, you know, Jesse is uh, laying there in the tanning bed. 
it's, it's you know it's your everyman versus your you know Hollywood versus your Jesse Empire. Goddard yeah. yeah get a little taste of Jesse here oh good I, one of the things I love is that it opens up we're just treated to a nice picture there he is there there's the business there's the good bulge there's a little on. spectacular so that's fun and yeah Jesse is intense. And uh, he he's fun. They're they're all fun to watch in their own way. Yeah. Sure. Um, we wouldn't be here talking about it if they weren't. So yeah, Haley has her kid. Cash flow spray tans. Jesse guarded real tans. And Shara delivers food. That scene really affected me for some reason. Um, just like you you felt for Shara because yeah, of it. Yeah, I def like um, this guy is is massive. I mean he's he's chiseled and, and just yeah, like looks just enormous yeah and i've seen him in person he, he is larger than life yeah and, oh yeah and he's a beast he's a he's uh, on ovw he's a really really like uh, touted force and then just to kind of see him in something as like everyday and mundane as driving for doordash or uber, uber eats or whatever, whatever it, it is, is he's doing yeah whatever it's it is and how humble he is mm-hmm. about it it just really it really affected me for some reason i'm not really sure why um, How many episodes in did you get today before I'm, we started this? I am uh, 10 minutes out from the end of the second one. Oh, so there's, well, there's, there's more development. There's yeah. plenty yeah. more development. Okay. And if you got that out of Mahabali Shira's segments in episode one, you're going to get even more of that in episode Good. Then I'm, four, I'm very, I much, very much looking forward to it. And then we see some old footage of, of him in India. Uh, where? In uh, Ring Kicking, which is kind of the, the Indian expansion of Impact Wrestling. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it just like, I think it's, it's really this shot where it set in because I knew like, oh, of course these guys all have other jobs, but it's not just that he's delivering food. He's setting, setting up Qdoba. Up, yeah. yeah. He's setting up not a catering a order. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give us some queso though. Uh, but it just like, for some reason, this, this segment really did kind of stick with me. I don't, I don't know. Can't really describe why. Um, well, and the idea of you know if he was if he had stayed in India he could be he would be he's a celebrity. He yeah. said himself he's huge there. Yeah. I mean he's huge anywhere he goes. He's Shira. Right. But yeah. uh, good point. But you know he he ha- he had a level of fame. He had a level of success. He had a level of of money he could make there. But you know when he comes here to try to you know he wants to hit the the these levels of of you know WWE WWE he has to drop back. Like, you know, he is not as, he is not doing as well as he would do if he had just stayed home. He would technically be better right now, but he would have a lower ceiling. Right, right. And I mean, it just, it, 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 it was very kind of humbling and very kind of uh, just, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward, now that you guys have told me that there's more stuff to, on. Oh, on yeah. That, I'm looking forward to that because I think Shear's a great wrestler and I felt, very connected to him for some reason after this segment. There were a lot of times uh, in the episode that I I watched today where I I very much felt connected with whoever was part of the story Mm -hmm. at that time. I'll go ahead and admit it. I've already cried once watching this. I'm a big softie. uh I am three and a half episodes in and I have already bawled. Open-mouthed, just kind of... (laughs) What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever cried about? Oh God, I I cry. Look, I am. I, I love these. I love wrestlers. I love all of this. I am not tough. <laughs> I will. Cry, I cry at all kinds of things. Uh, also, I'll go ahead and say mine. Um, a children's play uh, version of the Ugly Duckling. Oh yeah, of, that's making me tear up yeah, just sitting here I, thinking uh, about it. Boy, I bawled for probably the last half of that that play. Uh, that's oh. the most, definitely the most embarrassing thing I've ever cried to. No, actually, the most embarrassing thing I ever cried to was uh, "Summer Girls" by LFO. Oh that's, wow! Yeah, that's gonna, that's yeah, that's, that's uh, pretty sure that's a dance pop hit. There, yeah, so. that's uh, that that one. That's definitely the most embarrassing. Well, thing now I'm gonna have to go to. listen to it and see if I can find that the, the cry in it with you. So now we're you at, won't. <laughs> So after after Shira delivered the Kudoba, we get into what I think to be would be a fascinating sitcom, which is is Haley and Maria and uh, uh, Eric Darkstorm all working together at a bar and a restaurant, like a uh, wrestler like in a hotel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a hotel bar and restaurant, and she, you know, Haley's the bartender and Maria's the boss. Obviously, it's almost like the premise of the Golden Palace, the it Golden really, Girls spinoff. Uh, deep cut. Yeah. 
But yeah, didn't see that a lot coming, of people. A lot of people don't know that that even exists. They do now. Did you know Cheech Moran was in that? And Don Cheadle. And Don Cheadle wow. of all yeah. people. I, I saw the first few episodes. So did one, I. Once I realized it was on uh, Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. And uh, need I to watched it with my around. girlfriend, and she was confused. We both were really sure, but uh, it's so confusing. yeah, I would love like this could be its own show. This like the Hall- the Haley J and and Maria and Eric Darkstorm randomly all working at a bar. Like yeah, I could. This kind of takes me back to my thing of is this real or not? I'm just like I'm just like how perfect is it that they all work together well, and her new boyfriend is working there. Well, <laughs> Maria like, got her the job. I mean, sure. yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, hotel bars they don't really uh they're not what they you don't call really chick. Yeah, they're not they're not they're not distinct they're not um um particular sticklers. Yeah, for anything. Discriminating. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um so, yeah, so they kind of go through all this, and we get back, and the printer is down, and, and we're coming up on a section where technical issues are going to be, and I'm wondering if we should maybe set up like a drinking game, where every time they have a technical issue on you know, on the OVW, we should drink, but I think we would get really drunk. I think we would be dead. Because, yeah, there, there's, cause, yeah the, the, there's a moment where Al loses his printer, and then the computer has to be restarted. And then but, they've got audio, but they don't have video at mm-hmm. one point. And even when we went and did our uh, weekly episodes a few weeks ago, we had one of our episodes. I think we, we almost Ran titled "Technical Difficulties." Te- yeah, because it was that was all about about Fight TV, the the app. So yeah, so they kind of go into once they've kind of given us a moment with Maria and, and Holly and uh, Holly. I, her name is Haley, but because it's Hollyhood, I just want to call her Holly. I want to say, if, in, to defend you, in all fairness, I want to say that her name on Women of Wrestling is Holly. Well, of course it is. So. Let's just be confusing. <laughs> yeah, the and um, but they they go into a moment where everybody's doing business. Like Al is in his office. They're running through what the angles are going to be for the upcoming yeah, show. There's a couple of. of People you would recognize, Adam Revolver, um, back you know, backstage kind of running over. Comedy genius, Al. Adam Revolver, by the way. And they they cut between that and and uh, Matt and uh, Greg and somebody else there talking about the money side. And I kept thinking it's like they're cutting between Al and and Matt between doing real business and then doing real business. And I was like, which one of these is the real real business of this? Sport and maybe that's the question of the whole series: money, business, and wrestling business. With a yeah. real business, please stand up. Please stand up. And of course, it's both when you really get into it. Y'all you know, act you... like you've never seen some business before. <laughs> Jaws all on the floor. Adam Revolver in the door. <laughs> so cut me off before I keep going. No, I, well, we'll, <laughs> well, we'll think about it. My, so let's let's get down to the the end of this episode with uh, where you know they've they've prepped out this this regular episode coming up on twelve hundred about a year ago, and uh, Holly is in a match with um, who was the girl who came out because she came out just aggressive because they they had the thing where somebody had taken the the turn the. The turnbuckle, turnbuckle off, turnbuckle off. cover off, and then they were warning Haley, and they were all like, oh, "Yeah, right, right. Uh, be careful." And then she, Layla Gray, I think it was. I uh, I don't know. I'd I'd have to go back. I woke up at five this morning to watch this, and I haven't watched it a second time through since. So I was a little groggy, and the coffee had just, not kicked uh, in just let's yet. Just get let's up here, scrub forward, and let's see scrub what we forward have to and see if we can find it. it. So another thing I want to talk about while they're showing us this YouTube ad but, or this Netflix ad because we didn't pay for ad free because we're cheap here at the OVW podcast. Um, Blacklight Moon Productions. Blacklight Moon Productions is, is run on a shoestring budget. And love. And love. Love is what makes it go. Um, Does that make this the love boat? Can, can we talk about Al just cast. sitting backstage uh, hand, giving Brian, like feeding Brian uh, Cranston uh lines that's great it's like oh what would you expect and he's immediately like what should anyone expect from hollywood you know it, yeah. it, and it makes me happy i'm like that that's the job right there that's kermit the frog and i oh I, I don't want to say i'm a little jealous of al but you know, al, al's taking a few more bumps than i'm willing to take and uh 
So yeah, but uh, he definitely has that. See there. So yeah, the the thing That's, comes uh, off. Jared Kripke, big whiskey. Big whiskey. We have big whiskey and big beef, don't we? There's lots of big guys in the OVW. Yeah, right? and there are a lot of food groups. There's the whiskey group. There's the beef group. There's the barley group. There's barley the cider group. group. There's the groups so that remind you of the good, good times. There's, there's the groups, groups that remind you of the better times. Danny it's boy. A, it's, right. a, it's the spark. Oh, the, the spark. Jada Stone. Jada Stone. Yeah. So yeah. And doesn't even realize. Like, look, gets yeah, the, and immediately goes to the thing, and 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 then I believe in this same match is when they have a computer go down, so they have no monitors backstage, and so they're flying blind, and so a Maria completely unexpectedly. This is the best part for me is Maria has to jump up and go out there and make some drama just to fill time. Like that—that that was not the plan. No, what that was not what they were going to do. Is this real or not? Yes. Um, but uh, so yeah, she had to run out there, and then the 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 great little push down, and the the like the the look from Haley yes. when 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 her mom yes. pushes her down, and yeah. that little that little bottom lip, like oh, everybody they, was like, they oh. knew they knew that they had printed money. Yeah, with that shot, and and sure. I love that it changed everything. Like that, that was completely unplanned. But as soon as it happened, well, we can't waste that. We got to go. We we got to use it. Yeah, that whole part kind of reminded me of the end of Pet Cemetery. The song? How so? I, I'm curious where because, this goes. Okay, so you've got uh, a child. Sure. That is. Unruly, to say the least. Hollywood, Hollywood is, I mean, she's and, a hood rat and, by her own description. And OEW, that this case would be uh, Hollywood Haley J. Sure. Being the unruly child. In Pet Cemetery, you have Gage, the son, who mm-hmm. is also unruly, and that's being nice about it. If you haven't read that book, I recommend Before it. Before or after he comes back from the dead. After. Yeah, he get, yeah, unruly is certainly one way of putting it. Right. And uh, when he is ultimately taken care of, at least in the movie anyway, he goes from like being very angry and uh, terrorizing to a normal kid again. And the only thing he really kind of says is, not fair. Not fair. You know, that was a long sleigh ride. I, I, I didn't know if you had it, if you were going to bring it around, but. I feel that. I, yeah. I see where you're coming from. I rain in blood, man. That was our uh, that was our ob- obligatory uh, bone throw for the listeners of Hillbilly Horror Story. Ah, oh yes, <laughs> welcome to the thank. Welcome to my nightmare. Yeah, if you're yeah. here with us through Hillbilly Horror Story, please come join us. Yes, they, come they, join they, us at ovwpodcast.com. Yes. And thank you, Hillbilly Horror Story. Thank you yes. so much, Jerry, and 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 thanks so much. And uh, so yeah, we're we're pretty much at the end of the episode now with that that little bit of serendipity. I, I just love that they just kind of take whatever comes and and make make meat out of it. Um. And yeah, this is the start of if they don't do well in this upcoming tour, if they don't, if the big one doesn't come off, you know, uh, they're in trouble. And so we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts, Brian, on this episode? At the end of this episode, uh, the the cliffhanger is okay. We're in trouble. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, not only was this put together well enough to make me want to watch the next episode anyway mm-hmm. regardless of being a wrestling fan I, I enjoyed this on several levels i enjoyed this as a wrestling fan i enjoyed this as somebody who likes live events i enjoyed this as somebody who's gone to ovw mm-hmm. to see them live and have met some of these people and gotten a chance to interact with them on a person-to-person basis so this had a lot of uh a lot of levels for me and it turned out being uh even you know more detailed and and more entrenched in the the personal stories behind the stories on tv than i thought uh, they were going to be and i've thoroughly enjoyed everything so far i feel like it's very well done cinematic cinematography cinematographically cinematically what you said only more it's pretty it is very pretty yeah very pretty Jackman, your final thoughts on the first episode? So far, really, really liking what they've set up. It's hard to judge any 
thing by just one episode. Um, very much looking forward, though, to seeing how all of this kind of evolves over the next uh, six or so episodes, because the first episode laid a fantastic uh, base, fantastic structure. So looking forward to it. Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm in. Um, I'm, this is... This is why we have, you know, this is this is what we're all here for. So uh, I think we've gone, Malachi just sent me a text saying we've gone a little over an hour here. Wow. Yeah, we've, we've been gabbing a little longer, but uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. And uh, we, this as again, this is episode one. We will be back with episode two tomorrow and episode three the day after until all seven episodes are out. And then we'll see what else we talk about, about, uh, about wrestlers then, or uh, hopefully they get a season two. At some point we'll have us a season two speculation episode where we talk about that. But mm -hmm. in the meantime, uh, once again, with joining me is Brian Hines and Jack Oates, and I am Tiny Brian. And uh, I just want to let you know before we get out of here that Podcasters, the unofficial wrestlers after show, is presented by, OV by the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. Podcasters is produced by Black Light Moon Productions at Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky. Our studio engineer and editor is Malachi Woodard. Executive producer is Tiny Brian K. Woodard. That's me. Senior producer for The Blimp is Victor Anderson. Your, uh, your fellow host along with me is Brian Hines and Jack Minotes. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us five stars and give us, and, uh, you know, give us a review. You can also follow us at OVW Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, X, TikTok, and that weird old van that drives around the edge of town. Until next time, this is Tiny Brian reminding you to beware of rabbits. They eat carrots. Thanks, you guys. Love you guys.